Welcome to season three of Snubs and Dubs, where we've been talking about the Snubs and Dubs as a 74th Academy Award for Best Picture. I'm your host, Kyle Tobias, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Jason Miller. Jason, welcome to the first bonus episode of season three. This feels so late into the season for a bonus episode. Wow. I wonder why that is. I don't know. Maybe it's because <laughs> we just went on a bunch of vacations and had yeah. a scheduling... <laughs> tight time where we had to kept doing two episodes mm. in a week and it was really tough and now there was a lot of stuff going on <laughs> and then now we're just kind of here we realized oh man we've bummed zoolander like seven times and now it's like no we're just getting released in november now yeah. oh my yeah. god and we're getting into the territory where the movies are now like longer because when we were on all these breaks we were doing back to back we were trying to do ones that were shorter so we didn't have to do so much watch time mm-hmm. so now it's kind of like everything from here on out is probably a little bit longer especially two episodes from now i mean That is just in itself long, but yeah, I mean, people might be able to figure it out is the longest episode of the season. Wow. Wow. But not crazy. (laughs) No, this is Zoolander. (laughs) Yeah, this is Zoolander. Have you seen the Zoolander before? I have seen this Zoolander before. It was kind of like weirdly later. It was just like I missed the boat on this one when it came out. Obviously, 2001. I was five or six. So I watched this when I was like in university, just out of the blue, wanted to watch the movie, scrolling through Netflix. Boom, Zoolander. And I knew the phrase, that's so hot. He's so hot right now. <laughs> yeah. God, I came from this. <laughs> I didn't know this. I don't remember anything. Um, also, what, what is this? An, an, what, what is this? A museum for ants? A museum for ants? Yeah. <laughs> and so I'm like, well, I know those two lines. It has to be good. Yeah. Uh, and then I watched it. But why male models? But why male models? <laughs> How about you, Cal? Have you seen this before? I'm in a similar boat to you. I came to it late. I mean, this has obviously been a comedy hit for a long time, but it was only until like Zoolander 2 was about to start coming mm-hmm. out that I was like, okay, maybe I should finally watch Zoolander. And so it was around then that I yeah. actually sat down and finally watched Zoolander. But yeah, I was also aware of the memes that have come out of this movie and the quotes. And so it has kind of entrenched itself into pop culture in a way that if you haven't actually seen the movie, you do probably know parts of it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's interesting. But should we just hop into it? Let's hop right on in. All right. So you can find the time codes in the show notes if you want to skip around. Bonus episodes allow us to look at a movie that might not be the best from that year, but is notable for another reason. And so, of course, 2001 had Zoolander. If you were interested in Zoolander, we've included links to physical media related to it in the show notes. If you buy the link, it'll help out our show. Or if you have any other Amazon shopping to do, follow the general link to help out our show in the process. A reminder, this is going to be a spoiler-filled conversation. So if you haven't seen Zoolander yet and you want to, go ahead and do so. But without further ado, let's get into it. Zoolander is a 2001 American comedy film directed by and starring Ben Stiller. And it is written by Drake Sather, Ben Stiller, and John Hamburg. It stars Ben Stiller as Derek Zoolander, Owen Wilson as Hansel, which I guess his last name is McDonald. That's sure. never listed. I but, don't know why they bothered yeah. giving him one. That would have been great as like a mononym. He's just Hansel. Yeah. yeah. Will Ferrell as Jacobin Mugatu. Christine Taylor as Matilda Jeffries. This one I'm going to fuck up. Uh, Mila Jovovich as Kintika. What the fuck? <laughs> Katika? Ika Fucking, I don't know, man. This is going to be the first one where we just give up on a character's name. Who's next? (laughs) Yeah. As a fucking Mugatu's uh, assassin assistant. Uh, Sorry, uh, Ben Stiller's brother, Jerry Stiller, as Maury. No, it's his father. his dad. Right. Not his brother. I mean, he would probably be flattered to be called his brother. But Jerry Stiller as Maury Ballstein and John Voight as Larry Zoolander, which also his brother was Vince Vaughn in an absolutely not speaking role. Like he didn't say a word. Yeah. It It has a perfect runtime of 90 minutes and a release on September 28th, 2001. Jason, what do you think of Zoolander? Some parts of this 
hold up decently well. Yes. The first time I watched this movie, I was dying at the gasoline fight. I'm like, this is <laughs> yes. the height of writing a stupid comedy film. Mm-hmm. I love it. Watching it again, I thought, man, still pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> Not docking it on funny. that one. Yeah. But it, it's such a mixed bag of things that have gone well and very poorly. <laughs> um, so I think overall, still funny, mm-hmm. but I don't know if it's laugh riot at this point. I am in the same boat. I think that it is funny in its moment, but like if I were to pick a comedy to watch, it would not be this one. No, I don't think I would want to sit through it again yeah. necessarily, but yeah. I don't hate that we did. No, I don't either. And I think as part of 2001, you know, especially in a bonus episode territory, this feels like you kind of have to talk about it mm-hmm. because it is so entrenched in pop culture and how it's impacted just the way people say things sometimes or like all the quotes that come out of this memes. Like the fact that this is a 20, two-year-old movie and people are still using the so hot right now i still use that occasionally i got friend groups of mine we still use so hot right now yeah it's like it is everlasting like Mm -hmm. and it's not surprising that they tried to do a sequel so late on but yeah i don't know i don't know if i would really ever be actively encouraged to revisit this though yeah i mean i think one example of that i was talking to a co-worker because kanye or yay sorry is in the news a lot yeah. for uh, various things but his uh balenciaga like line that he does collaboration with right at work we're just going through balenciaga looking at their stuff and my co-worker was like man this stuff looks like it's trying to be like bad urban clothes. <laughs> yeah. And for some reason I was ashamed to admit that I had just watched Zoolander the night before. So I had to <laughs> pretend like I had to, I had to really pull what the name of the, of the clothes line is. So I was like, Oh man, it looks just like that stuff from Zoolander. What was it? Like derelict or something? <laughs> Cause I didn't want to admit that in the year 2022, I had just watched that movie the night before. Oh my God. And then it got like, Oh yeah, derelict. Oh, good one jason i'm like i don't know where i pulled that out of (laughs) yesterday evening that's where it came from nice i'm a fraud (laughs) (laughs) well i'm glad i gave you a little bit of uh clout in that because if someone pulled out derelict next to me to pull like to make a comparison point and a joke I would be impressed. Oh, yeah. So uh, I'm, I'm glad you got that moment. Um, so now what I need to do is I need to watch movies from about 20 years ago every single night just in case I can pull something good because <laughs> I'm still living on that high. <laughs> All right. Well, do you want to get into the plot so that we can talk freely? Yeah, let's, let's plot it up. All right. Well, I'm going to run straight through the plot. If you don't need the refresh, you can skip to the discussion by following the time cuts in the show notes. But here's Zoolander. In New York City, male model Derek Zoolander is at a low point. He's ousted as the top male fashion model by the rising star Hansel. His roommates and colleagues are killed in a, quote, free gasoline fight accident and an attempt to reconnect with his southern New Jersey working class relatives ends with the family rejecting him. Meanwhile, fashion mogul Jacob Mugatu and Derek's agent Maury Ballstein are charged by the fashion industry with finding a model who can be brainwashed into assassinating the newly progressive-leaning prime minister of Malaysia, whose politics will prohibit them from retaining cheap child labor in the country. Mugatu hires Derek, whom he normally doesn't work with, to star in the next runway show for his brainwashing plan. It involves Derek being conditioned to attempt the assassination when the song Relax by Frankie Goes to Hollywood is played. Matilda Jeffries, feeling responsible for Derek's downfall as she wrote a critical Time article about him, becomes suspicious of Mugatu's offer. She tells her concerns to Derek, but he ignores her. After receiving info through calls from a former hand model, J.P. Pruitt, Matilda and Derek meet him in a cemetery. 
Pruitt reveals that the fashion industry has been behind several of history's political assassinations, including Abraham Lincoln and John F. Kennedy, and the brainwashed models are soon killed after they have completed their task. Bugatti's cronies attack the group, forcing Derek and Matilda to flee. They go to Hansel's home, the last place they believe Mugatu will think to look. Derek, Hansel, and Matilda bond, the two male models resolving their differences while partaking in Hansel's collection of narcotics and participating in group sex with Matilda and others. Derek and Hansel break into Mori's office to find evidence of the assassination plot, but they cannot operate his computer to find them. Derek goes to the runway and Mugatu's disc jockey plays a remix version of Relax. This activates Derek's mental programming only for it to stop when Hansel breaks into the DJ booth and shuts off the turntable. Despite Hansel bringing the computer with him and smashing the computer on the floor, which he does out of taking Matilda's word that the files are in the computer quite literally, Mori admits to the conspiracy. Mugatu then attempts to kill the Prime Minister himself by throwing a shuriken, but Derek stops it by unleashing his ultimate model look, Magnum. In Derek's rural hometown, his father Larry watches the event on television and proudly acknowledges Derek as his son. A few years later, Derek, Hansel, and Maury start the Derek Zoolander Center for Kids Who Can't Read Good and Want to Learn to Do Other Stuff Good Too. Derek and Matilda have a son named Derek Zoolander Jr. who has already developed his first modeling look. But that's Zoolander. Well, wow. there was Zoolander. Yeah. <laughs> it goes fast just right before your eyes. Yeah, it really does. It starts and then it, uh, the movie plays and then it finishes every time. <laughs> So what is your kind of favorite quote from this? Because like, there's a lot. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of ones. I think uh, Dara leaked my balls <laughs> has to be, has to be right up there. Is it Dara leaked my balls Capitano? Or is there I words do- in between the Capitano? <laughs> and I can't remember, but Dara leaked my balls for sure. Yeah. If Capitano follows, then add that in. Otherwise, just Dara leak them balls. <laughs> That's, that whole exchange is pretty good. I'd say my yeah. favorite scene is that exchange leading into the walk-off. Yeah. Uh, really good stuff coming mm-hmm. out of that. Real quality writing. Yeah. It does feel like a movie. I, I should have said my favorite quote, but like, um, I really like, but why male models? Like, I, this is something <laughs> that that's is, so easy to say. That it's is so a basic. really good joke. Yeah. Just, but why male models? <laughs> yeah. um, this movie does feel like sometimes that it is creating new conflicts so that it can spruce up the runtime. Yeah. Because what I've learned is that this was initially developed as like a sketch, like a skit, like a short mm-hmm. for like a SNL sort of thing, but they established it further and created a whole movie. I mean, and with comedies, like you do have to have set pieces, but yeah. that walk off does feel like a random set piece <laughs> oh, yeah. in the middle of this like weird plot about assassinating the Malaysian have, prime minister. Did you just have David Bowie there? Yes. <laughs> For no apparent reason, but wild, he also does great. Yeah, wild cameos. Yeah. Like, especially in the starts, like you get, Trump and um I was not ready for that yeah. one. That was like a jump scare in there. Was, <laughs> the first note that I wrote about this movie was holy shit, that's Donald Trump. <laughs> yeah. And Natalie Portman is in there. Uh yeah, Winona Ryder. Yeah. For 12 seconds. It's wild the, <laughs> yeah. the amount of cameos they were able to get for this. And I wonder if they just were on like a a runway or like a, at a show, like at a fashion show, and they were just asking the celebrities if they could do like a little clip for their movie. Probably. I mean, that'd be a good way to do it. It was probably Ben Stiller there, like behind the camera Mm -hmm. because it obviously directed it. But like he was probably just there asking people. He's like, hey, can you be in my movie? (laughs) (laughs) He was in character as Derek Zoolander. Um, And I'm sure people were just like, yeah, sure. Yeah. Let's talk about Derek Zoolander for like one clip. And then, you know, send him fucking residuals after. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Talk about who? Oh, love him. Great. Yeah. (laughs) My 12 seconds finished. Yeah. But like the plot itself is like 
Oh, it's nothing. Yeah, it's and yeah, they like kept adding things to stretch it out as Mm -hmm. well. If it feels like they wrote the entire plot was one SNL sketch. Yeah. And then when they realize, hold on, we can make a movie out of this, Mm -hmm. but let's not extend the plot. Let's just add (laughs) funny filler. Let's just riff instead. Yeah. It just has like funny gags though, which is exactly what you want from comedy. Like the hand model that has his hand like sealed into a (laughs) container. And like, I mean, it's funny in itself, but then it's even more funny when Derek destroys his container later. (laughs) And obviously when they go to Hansel's kind of like, I don't know what, like his place. His love shack. Yeah. 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 And that whole area there where they like, they quickly kind of reconcile and then they're like best friends. Mm -hmm. And then they do drugs and have an orgy. Like, this is like wild. But. That's how you overcome all differences and <laughs> arguments. Think of just the the ground we could make politically if Parliament was just a drug fueled orgy fest. <laughs> I want you to think. I want you to picture that in your mind's eye right now, Kyle. Yeah. Mm. How's it working? How's uh, it? It's better than the storming of the Parliament building. So that's, that's true. <laughs> we have achieved world peace in your head. So we did it. We nailed it. But yeah, Zoolander is. I wish they kind of did more with that orgy scene. If anything, yeah. that would have been a fun running gag if it was just like. 12 minutes of just showing different people doing things like you really could have milked that and to the point where it's like the joke is how long it's going and i would have died oh that would have killed yeah well did you want to hear what other people thought about this movie i'm so curious to know what other people thought about this all right rotten tomatoes critics 64 percent. that makes sense this is not a movie that is like good from a stand back and appreciate cinema sense (laughs) audience though 80 percent that makes yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah i'm right there with them i think that's sensible imdb 6.5 mm-hmm. metacritic 61 so kind of in that 60 yeah. percent area sure yeah. on a budget of 28 million dollars mm-hmm. pretty high this is going to be surprising it only made 60.7 million dollars worldwide placing it at number 65 for the 2001 box office now Mm-hmm. It, you probably are wondering why did that make no money yeah interesting it's you know so popular still that you'd think that it was a big hit at the time and it's kind of lived to tell a tale this movie released on September 28th immediately following the terrorist attacks of September 11th 2001 mm-hmm. seems unrelated yeah <laughs> uh, and it had to been cited as a failure for this reason at the box office it didn't fail. It just kind of performed below expectations mm-hmm. and only yielded a small profit. And also an, another interesting fact related to a terrible attack. The first television coverage of the September 11th attacks on the WNYW channel interrupted a commercial for Zoolander. Oh, that'll do it. Yeah. Ah, damn. Dude. How There's weird n- is it that this is the first time we're talking about 9-11? In the 2001 year. Yeah. It is kind of strange. Yeah. I knew that this was going to come up at the end in the Academy Awards, like the finale, because yeah. they talk about it. Oh, the, the in memoriam yeah. takes forever. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> but yeah, it is strange that this is the first time it's come up in this weird Zoolander bonus episode. Yeah, but it's because the release of Zoolander was kind of so entrenched in that time period that that's kind of unavoidable in a way. Yeah. And I guess like a lot of the movies that we've talked about have come out late in 2001. Like yeah. a lot of the ones I've looked up are like November to December releases mm-hmm. or like they like technically release in December, but have like a wide distribution in like January 2002. Yeah. Which I guess maybe things got pushed back a little bit as mm-hmm. well. But yeah, 
all the movies were made before 9-11, so it's not like it's going to affect the production schedule or yeah. anything. And like with movies, unlike with traveling, I think a lot of people were okay to go back to oh, the movies yeah. because it was like an escape to get and it was still like a positive experience. Like nobody was fearing going to the movies. That would come later after the Joker <laughs> yeah. and uh, the Dark Knight. I was about to say, like, that that one wasn't yet. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure it made, like, money for quite a while afterwards. Oh, like, I'm sure it had legs. Yeah. Oh, God, yeah. Like, I think you can tell just by how popular it still is that people have watched this movie. It hasn't been a huge failure. Like, it just no. had a weirdly low box office because of the time it released. Yeah. So, yeah. Do you want to score it at all? Oh, uh, yeah. I might as well give yeah. it a score. What are you going to give it? Out of 10? Yeah. Mm, uh, four four hops in my mind. So I think yeah. I go to four. I give it a five. I think it's kind of like middle of the road. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's really funny and sometimes it's just kind of like you're chilling watching yeah. it. Yeah. Do you want to get to fun letterbox reviews though? I would love to get into fun letterbox reviews. All right. uh, this is one. This took a lot of scrolling. A lot of people just love saying Hansel. He's so hot right now. Yeah. Over and over again. Some of them uh, getting yeah, hundreds yeah. of likes too. So okay, <laughs> people enjoyed it. Whatever. But here is what I have collected for the top letterbox reviews. First one from Poop Adams. <laughs> <laughs> I had in my notes say this with a straight face. And I can't. Poop Adam Sandler. 0.5 stars. <laughs> Zoolander. More like Poo Lander. <laughs> Every time we do a bonus episode, someone does a stupid, not funny letterbox review about poop, and it always makes me laugh because it's every time. (laughs) All right. Merit K gave this three stars. One of the few mainstream movies I can think of that prominently features a devil's threesome. Oh, yeah. Devil's threesome? Two men, one woman. Oh, Well, it starts there, but then quickly the pile on. (laughs) Yes. The numbers inflate Mm. after that. Well, I learned a term today. (laughs) <laughs> I did not know what that meant. <laughs> Thanks, Letterbox. I just called that Thursday. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that those two reviews were like the only kind oh, of like, like those were the main two ones. But yeah. I did decide to see what the haters were thinking. Nice. So then I scrolled down, put it to sort by lowest review yep. first. Guy Ribeiro, zero point five stars. The worst thing to happen to the U.S. in September of two thousand one. <laughs> Oh god. And then there was no other review worth putting in. So that's gonna wrap up fun letterbox reviews. There were two fun ones, one hater-filled one. Yeah. Um, but that was all and I searched for like 20 minutes. Oh yeah. 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 Sometimes it's just like that. You think it's gonna be mm-hmm. fun. You yeah. do a deep dive and it does nothing pops out. Yeah, it's the 12th. What is this? A museum for ants <laughs> that you kind of start losing faith. Yeah. Ugh. Well, awards. Academy Awards, no. Other awards, it was nominated for five MTV Choice Awards. It didn't win any, but it was nominated for Best On-Screen Team, Ben Stiller and Owen Wilson. Best Cameo for David Bowie. Best Line, Ben Stiller saying, There's more to life than just being really, really, really ridiculously good looking. (laughs) And Best Dressed, Will Ferrell and Best Dressed, Ben Stiller. So it didn't win any of those, but... Yeah, that makes sense. And it was also nominated for three Teen Choice Awards. It actually won one. Oh. Uh, it was nominated for film, choice movie, comedy, film, choice actor, comedy, Ben Stiller, and film, choice hissy fit, Ben Stiller. Oh, uh, interesting category. <laughs> it won best hissy fit. <laughs> what was, which was the hissy fit? I don't know. I don't know what the terms of are that category. Because that's, to me, someone who's very frustrated acting like a petulant child. Yeah. And I don't think Ben Stiller. Mugatu had one. 
Yeah. That was the only one I can think of. He Interesting. Wants, yeah. Hmm. He was like a better looking James Corden in that one. That one is a latte at his yeah. assistant. Ugh. Yeah. None of that surprise you? Uh, no, that all sounds about right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is a straight to MTV kind of movie. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, we'll finish up with interesting facts. The first one, Derek's repetition of the line, but why male models? For the second time in the cemetery scene was actually an ad lib by Ben Stiller, who forgot his line and simply repeated the earlier line again. And actor David Duchovny ran with it and gave him a straight answer. So, yeah, I mean, that's a really good ad lib. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it plays into it very well on the nose. I like it. And it makes me appreciate that line more because it was ad-libbed. Yeah. Because it feels like something that he would just say. Yeah. But to know that he actually just forgot his line and repeated it and it just works so well anyways. Perfect. Ben Stiller wrote the part of Hansel specifically for Owen Wilson, saying that no one else was ever considered for the role. Wow. Owen Wilson? So hot in 2001. Really hot in 2001. A lot of desirable uh, choices. Obviously with uh, uh, Royal Tenenbaums, he was a writer on it, so he was Obviously, considering yeah, himself for a particular role. But uh, in this case, too, he was also written with keeping in mind him for this role. I mean, he was the perfect choice. Yeah. Oh, I totally. couldn't imagine another yeah. Hansel McDonald. <laughs> <laughs> the film has been banned in, where do you think? Uh, Malaysia? Yes. Oh, because of why. the use of the fictional Malaysian prime minister as the subject of assassination. It was originally also banned in the neighboring country, Singapore, but the ban has since been lifted. I would have assumed it was for like the no child uh, workers thing, (laughs) but yeah, not shocked. Uh, This is also the first American movie in which Alexander Skarsgård appears. Interesting. Yeah, that's a fun one. I was I read the fact first because I did my facts before I watched the movie because I already seen it before. And I was looking for Alexander Skarsgård afterwards because I didn't remember him being in it. But he's mm-hmm. one of the gasoline fight boys. Oh, that yeah. makes sense. So he's made a hell of a career since then. Yeah. Good for him. This really launched his star <laughs> power. It all started with Zoolander. It would have also been funny if his career absolutely went up in flames after. <laughs> I mean, I don't know the other three actors that were in there. So nope. All right. Well, lastly, Brett Easton Ellis author of the 1998 novel Glamorama about a dim-witted male model who finds himself embroiled in a terrorist ring with roots in the fashion industry, sued Ben Stiller following the release of the film, citing copyright infringement. The case was settled out of court. Mm, Mm. Interesting, interesting. So, I don't know. It could have been just like one of those cases where like people had parallel thoughts. Yeah. It happens. But also, that kind of seems like maybe Ben Stiller read the back of that book and was yeah. like, hey, that's a good idea. But you never know from settlements because yeah. usually it's just like, well, lawyers are too costly. Yeah, we can true. figure this. We already got a budget built into this. Yeah. And yeah. I think Ben Stiller and the power of the movie studio behind him probably had enough money to fund a lawyer more than this author of Glamorama. Probably. I've never heard of Glamorama. No. And I don't think a lot of people have, so it's probably he could have just got bought out and just kind Mm -hmm. of screwed over, but... I mean, the question is, did Ben Stiller hear of Glamorama? (laughs) Mm. (laughs) Yeah. Well... Did you have any final thoughts on Zoolander? Uh, Much like Zoolander in general, I don't have a lot of thoughts going on. (laughs) Kyle, how about you? (laughs) No. But why male models? So why male models? Yeah. 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 Really makes you think about how hot we are right now. 
so hot. <laughs> well, all right. Well, I want to thank you guys for listening to this first bonus episode of season three. As always, you can find us everywhere on social media at snubs and dubs. That's on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Letterboxd, etc. We're also on Good Pods, so make sure to check us out there and join our official Discord. We'd love to hear your guys' thoughts on Zoolander or on this episode. So please send us a tweet or a message with a question, recommendation, or anything else. I'm also at Kyle Tobias on Twitter and Jason is at Wendy underscore Mills. Of course, all the links will be in the show notes. Make sure to leave a five star review, share the show to everyone you know, and check back Monday where we're talking about a different type of sexy beasts in uh, sexy beast and look forward to two more bonus episodes this season but for now that's a wrap bye bye for now <laughs>